Welcome to the Immigrant Squared podcast. My name is Anna. I was born in one of the former Soviet republics, raised in a small yet very unique country in the Middle East, and have been living in the U.S. for almost 20 years. I've always been curious about different languages, cuisines, music, and traditions. I also always had a desire to help people become their best self. I invite you to join me on an adventure throughout the world as I discover immigrants' stories, learn about new cultures, and together we find new ways to help immigrants unlock their potential. Today on the Immigrant Squared podcast, we have the honor of talking to Mark Cosmo, who has a really strong connection to the Albanian immigrant and refugee community, especially in Massachusetts. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's nice to be with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your connection and your roots and your family story going back to coming from Albania to the United States? Sure. So all of my grandparents came from Albania to the United States uh, about 100 years ago. Uh, so I've always had a strong identity as an Albanian and sort of a, let's say, emotional connection to immigrants, even though I'm not an immigrant myself, because I knew that's where my family came from. And growing up in Boston, you were around a lot of people that had uh, similar backgrounds. So what are some of the things that your family did to kind of maintain those Albanian roots and culture? Uh, there was certainly food. There was going to church. Uh, but the main thing was, you know, seeing grandma and grandpa and hanging out with the cousins because it, it seemed like every weekend there was a party. You know? That's awesome. So. Uh, in the spirit of maintaining your Albanian culture, you also over the years got involved with several organizations um, helping Albanian uh, community in the U.S., helping Albanians back in Albania, and also just advocating for immigrants. So can you talk a little bit about the Massachusetts Immigration Refugee Advocacy Coalition and your work with them? Sure. Okay, so just for perspective, uh... I never really got involved with immigrant communities in a direct way until about 20 years ago when I returned from living in Albania to live in Boston, my hometown. Uh, so while I was uh, here in Boston, I connected with a friend, Ava Malona, who was the executive director of the Massachusetts Immigration Refugee Advocacy Coalition. It's a policy organization advocating for immigrants in Massachusetts. And so I was on the board of directors for about 10 years, uh, maybe treasurer for two or three years uh, towards the end. So I was, uh, you know, one of the more active and reliable people on that board, I think. Um, it's not like I was engaged on a full-time basis. It was, you know, serving on a board, so uh, part-time, so to speak, and, you know, participating in lots of events, lots of meetings, uh, discussing how the organization could be more effective. And what did you learn from like the journey of immigrants and refugees in Massachusetts during your involvement with this organization? Uh, with them, I guess the main thing I realized was how varied and diverse um, the immigrant community was in Boston. So, for example, in the town that I grew up in, Braintree, it's about 10 miles south. My high school class was 700 kids, of which 690 were white. You know, and being involved later in my life with immigrant organization, I realized that, you know, Boston was much more diverse now 
than it was uh, when I was growing up. I mean, I was interacting with Brazilians, Cape Verdeans, people from Asia, Albanians, all kinds of people. Uh, so you, you sort of recognize that the place was much more diverse than you were led to believe as a, a youngster, uh, and also more integrated now than it used to be. Uh, and, you know, you realize the stories that people had. I mean, I worked with people, you know, like housekeeper, landscaper, people that I would talk to, and they'd tell me about, you know, how they crossed the Rio Grande and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people that are undocumented, tried to help them in various ways, sometimes succeeded getting them visas. That's great. So you're really helping immigrants and refugees to um, make a life in, in the U.S. What are some of the struggles that you noticed um, as an outsider and what would you recommend others do to help local immigrant communities in their areas? I guess I would say the main struggles I saw were dealing with language issues. You know, for example, you got to fill out a form. You know, I, I can figure it out maybe in five or 10 minutes, but if English is not your first language and you've only been here a little while, it can be a, a daunting task. So I would say helping people with uh, language issues and then uh, financial, you know, you try to help people get jobs, buy cars for cheap. I sold my 95 year old aunt's car to a uh, Brazilian immigrant friend who needed a cheap car, you know, so that kind of let's say informal stuff. I mean, my more formal activity has been with the Albanian community. So can you talk a little bit about um, your like time living in Albania and then coming back and working with the Albanian uh, Global Albanian Foundation and the Massachusetts Albanian American Society? Okay, so my first time in Albania was May of 1992. Albania was coming out of communism. I went there a lot for work from 1992 to 1996, and I lived there for three years until 1999. Uh, mostly working as an economist for the World Bank and then uh, privately. Uh, after a while, it just got kind of difficult to work there for me, and you know, I need to come back to Boston for other reasons. So moved back home and then uh, gradually got more and more engaged with uh, the local Albanian community. I always remember I was around 2003, and an Albanian guy, I was sitting with him and another friend, and he looks at me and says, you have to start an Albanian organization. And I was like, I don't want to do that, you know. And then three years later, we had an Albanian organization that I was the main founder of. You know? so. so what made you start an Albanian organization? And what does your organization do today to help the Albanian community? Yeah, so that was the uh, Massachusetts Albanian American Society. And I guess the main reason we started it was because we realized there were so many uh, local Albanians that you needed an institutional structure to help people. I mean, it's fine to help people informally, but you know, if you really want to be serious and do things more effectively, you have to create institutions. Uh, so that was the impetus. Maybe there were five or seven of us that founded the organization. Uh, and it was founded to start an Albanian school, hold cultural events, help people in need. Uh, you know, done lots and lots of different activities over the last 17 years now. Is That's great. And the organization is still uh, working and oh, engaging yeah. with the community. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on the board, but I'm no longer the, the head guy. So. And what about your work with the Global Albanian Foundation? 
Yeah, so that's more recent. That was started about five years ago. And the purpose of uh, GAF, we call it for short, uh, is to help provide financing for not-for-profit organizations in Albania, Kosovo, uh, countries in Europe where Albanians uh, live. So we've raised, I'd say, maybe close to a million dollars over the last five years, uh, mostly from the Albanian diaspora to help in, in those countries. Uh, so the idea was to be kind of like a united way for Albanian organizations, because there is no real effective mechanism for people to um, provide assistance to Albanian not-for-profits. You, you can't just go on Facebook or on a website and click and donate. So the idea is to be an intermediary uh, for those organizations. That's incredible. So you grew up in an Albanian family and you're so connected to your roots but you also are so very involved in helping Albanians, not only in the Boston area, but also encouraging the diaspora to give back to the community in Albania. I think that's really, really special. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard of a lot of communities that do all of that. Uh, What is some of your advice for people who might have been born in the U.S., but their families come from different countries um, generations ago to be connected to their roots and their culture um, and give back to to those communities. So my first advice is you got to separate your heart from your head. So, for example, I, I joke to people that I'm Albanian up to my neck, but above the neck, I'm American. So. If, if I'm hanging out in a social sense, it's very easy for me with Albanians. In a professional sense, sometimes it can be more difficult because you know I'm more Western in the way I approach things. Uh, I had the advantage that I worked at World Bank for a long time, so I knew what it was like to work in a developing country. But I think for most immigrants, especially professional immigrants, you know, they might feel very comfortable at a party or having a coffee with someone but to think that they can sort of go back home and get a job and be happy, professionally fulfilled, that's a dream for most people, I think. Uh, so you have to kind of settle them for helping, you know, mostly through donations and through networking, that kind of stuff, uh, in a more, uh, let's say, informal way, helping other organizations. I mean, some people, you know, they can move back and stay for a while, but at least in the case of Albania, it's very, very difficult for people to go back. Also, this financial, you know, if you make 10 times as much money in the United States, you know, if you went to graduate school here and have loans, it's not so easy to um, to go back to live in Albania. Right. And I think you're bringing up another good point is that to get adopted culturally in the U.S. is probably easier in the social setting But a lot of immigrants and refugees that I have met recently are struggling to adapt to the, like what you said, a Western cultural professional environment. So do you have any advice for those immigrants, whether from Albania or elsewhere, that are coming to the U.S. on how to best adapt to the professional environment so they can be successful in those jobs they get as immigrants or refugees? I mean, that's a hard one because, I mean, basically, the older you are, the harder it is to do it, you know, both at the professional technical level and at the cultural level. You'll have people that are, let's say they're a 40-year-old doctor and they move here and, you know, maybe they work in a nursing home or something like that. Um, 
So unfortunately you have to adjust, those people often have to adjust their expectations about what success is for them. Um, as far as specifically what they could do to feel more culturally comfortable, I guess the first thing is you try to work in an environment where there aren't a lot of people from your country. Which if you're from a small country like Albania, you have no choice. I mean, you're going to work in a place where everybody speaks English and all that. But, you know, if you're uh, Spanish is your first language, you know, you might work at a company where Spanish is the main language and that's fine, but it does make it harder to, um, to assimilate. Yeah, absolutely. That is very true. And that is something that a lot of immigrants and refugees uh, bring up is that a lot of them tend to stay in the comfort zone in the communities where they came yeah. from, which it's is wrong. great for a, for a social perspective. But from a professional standpoint, the more you put yourself out there with other people who are not from your culture, the more you're going to, you know, be forced to improve your English skills and, and communicate with people from from other environments. Right. Mm hmm. So, uh, Mark, you're so, so connected to Albania and the Albanian culture. For someone who is listening to the podcast and does not know anything about Albanian culture, what are two things that you'd like to share that you love the most or are proud of the most um, uh, of the Albanian culture? Uh, very hospitable and very fun. You know, you, Albanians, you have a good time if you hang out with Albanians. That's awesome. What is your favorite Albanian food? Favorite? It's it's a meat dish called kukurets. Um, it's hard to describe. It's it's like intestines. A lot of people think it's disgusting, but uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own, and every culture has their own uh, special cuisine. Thank you so much, Mark, for the work you do with the Albanian community, and thank you so much for sharing your story. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to episode 55 of the Immigrant Squared podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.